one of the all-time favorite shows. to episode 99.5 of Because You're Home. This is a bite-sized episode until we can reach that all-important episode 100. So sit back and feast yourself on these killer foods. It's easy to feel comfort when watching horror movies since they usually feature themes that are far removed from our daily lives. Few of us are hanging out on remote farms or abandoned asylums. Now, actually with saying that, though, as a teenager, I did myself and my friends did spend a lot of time in cemeteries but we were going through like a goth phase so it was totally cool at the time very the craft you 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 had to be there i'm sure man, other people did too it's not just me and my friends if you feel disconnected from the trauma your heart rate won't spike nearly as much but you know what you're always around and need in your life at all times well i feel i do food you eat it every day you cook with it at home you go to restaurants and trust that the chefs aren't doing anything to the dishes that they are sending you to your table. Fingers crossed. That's what makes food horror movies so scary. You're confronted with food every day. So what makes a good food movie horror? Scary killer food isn't the most common horror movie element, but it certainly does happen. From the pizza scene in A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Naster, to the slice of harvest cake complete with a blinking eye in Drag Me to Hell, to the more comical, B-rated, Poltergeist, Night of the Chicken Dead. There is a range of killer food movies in horror. Some are a little gross and spooky, while others are more laughable than they are terrifying. It's something I cannot get my hands on, but my God, do I really, really, really want to watch Poultry Guys Night of the Chicken Dead. Because if there's one thing I think myself and Grace talked about before, it is a snappy title alone has us watching some of these films, more so than what they're about also same goes for like the cover of the dvd as well or a movie poster so without further ado i'm going to discuss some of the horror movies that kind of are food related or would have elements of food in it because shock horror there there isn't that much that would be around food uh so yeah we're just gonna work around this and if anybody wants to come at me with some movies i've missed feel free to message us on instagram on because you're home with an underscore between each word same goes if you are a follower of us on facebook so i'm gonna go through a couple like i said let me know if i missed any out and then to round off this bon appetita small episode we are also going to do some horror movie pun titles that my sister-in-law Eve came up with. So let's get on. So the first we have is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes from 1978, which would be the most memorable B-movie food is killing us horror movies out there that if you ask anyone about it, whether you've seen it or not, which most people have not, this is just the one that's going to come to people's minds. Um, it was made in 1978 and it was made on a budget of less than 100 grand. It's supposed to be a spoof on the B-movie cliche that was inspired, inspired by Alfred Hitchcock's The Bird. So it's again, it knows what it wants to do. It's B-movie for the sake of B-movies. So Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is the answer to the question nobody asked. What if tomatoes started attacking everyone? And again, harking back to my sister-in-law, Neve, she hates tomatoes and maybe this could be the worst horror movie for her ever to watch. So it's about tomatoes that somehow become sentient and beginning revolting against humanity. Regular tomatoes start the war, but it's the car-sized tomatoes that will finish it. 
By the end of the film, the army is on the prowl to rid the world of this vegetable slash fruit-based killer. While it was largely panned when it first came out and is currently sitting with a Rotten Tomatoes rating of only 27%, it quickly became one of the most famous and beloved cult classics ever to grace our screens. The concept of killer tomatoes and the movie as a whole is silly and ridiculous, but it's the irony that makes it interesting to watch. Since its original release, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes has become a cult classic. Over the years, there have been three sequels and other various adaptations in the form of books, video games and spin-off media. George Cooney himself was even in Return of the Killer Tomatoes before he became an A-list movie star. Yet again, just another example of when movie stars or TV stars, you know, they get their first shot of action, I suppose is the best way, uh, in a movie. Thanks to her. You're welcome, everybody. In 2019, production began for a fourth sequel, but there's yet to be more details released on that. So in the vein of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, we have 2016 Attack of the Killer Donuts. Who doesn't love donuts? It's hard to love donuts, however, when they are trying to kill you. Attack of the Killer Donuts is a great movie to watch at a party or if you're more in the mood for a lighter horror fare instead of something darker like a deep dive into psychological horror. I would also probably say most, if not every film on this list would probably be a great movie to watch at a party. It's, you know, like this kind of craziness and hilarity and B-movie schlock. Like it needs to be seen by a group. There's everybody, even if you don't like horror, most of these plots are so cuckoo bananas that it would work well with the group of people of all interests. So we see that's another good thing about how it brings people together. So its plot centers around a chemical accident that turns regular donuts into bloodthirsty killers and leaves it up to some plucky locals to save the town from these unlikely killers. Yes, Attack of the Killer Donuts is cheesy and stupid, but it's a fun horror movie that'll put you in a good mood when you watch it. Speaking of the film that will get me by title alone, we are next on to Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead, that was made in 2006. So it's a movie that was directed by Lloyd Kaufman. And Kaufman, Dove Simmons and Roger Corman are the three filmmakers who perfected, perfected the no-to-low-budget filmmaking method. How to run a film set and how to make a low-budget movie that are still making a profit. So Poltergeist Night of the Chicken Dead is about a fast food restaurant chain that was built on a Native American burial ground that causes the dead chickens to become possessed by the spirits of Native Americans and turns the chickens into chicken zombies seeking revenge. The chickens are sick of getting fed to people, so now they're going to be the ones doing the feeding. It isn't living chickens that have come for revenge, however, but dead ones that are in the freezer, animated as undead zombies. And those zombie chickens are ready to turn anyone and everyone in their path into the walking chicken dead. Like most trauma entertainment B-movies, this chicken zombie film is totally bananas. I have only seen a trailer for it again, like I said, couldn't get it, but just ah, gonna have to be uh, where I come from in Drogheda uh, is not the best place for getting like obscure horror movies or obscure movies of any kind so it's going to be something that would take a bit of a travel for me to get but however if, if anyone could recommend where someone in Ireland could go get like these hard to find B movies even if it's on VHS or anything like that just shout us up again on our social media then we have another real popular movie, kind of more cult classic. We have The Stuff in 1985. 
So the stuff is an underrated movie with a dark sense of satire and humour that many people either don't like or don't get. The film is a satirical look at TV commercials, marketing and nutrition. So the plot of the stuff is kind of based around after quarry workers discover a white cream bubbling out of the ground, they taste it and then are immediately addicted to it. Scientists discover that the stuff is also zero calorie, so it's marketed and sold to the general public. The only problem is the stuff takes over the brain and turns people into zombies. A lot of zombies here with the food. The stuff may not be as good as Dawn of the Dead, which took its themes about greed and materialism more seriously, but it's still a silly, fun horror movie about the American consumerism, corporate greed and consumer society. And although it was made several years ago, still feels applicable today. It's almost kind of like an in-your-face about consumerism. I felt when I watched it, it must have been, I think I'd seen They Live not too far before or after I watched the stuff. And because they were kind of made in the 80s as well, I just feel like as if it, you, they're two good films put together where it's a social commentary or it has like a good message as well as being like a kind of a fun horror movie. So I uh, pair those two together. So we have The Ginger Dead Man made in 2005 and it's a low budget slasher comedy starring Gary Busey as the killer cookie. The Ginger Dead Man is a mix of typical gingerbread spices and ingredients with a dash of the ashes of a dead serial killer. When the gingerbread is baked, the killer is reincarnated and returns to wreak havoc on a small bakery. It's very similar to the plot of Child's Play. Just substitute the doll with a gingerbread man and it's as ridiculous as it sounds. So this is no blockbuster, but the movie still manages to be fun as it doesn't take itself seriously at all. Almost one of my favourite genres of horror movie is the film that just doesn't take itself seriously. Because I, as a person, don't take myself too seriously. Busey as a wisecracking evil gingerbread man is a relatively funny concept and is truly unlike any other movie. Surprisingly, after the movie was released in 2005, it was later followed up with three sequels and a slew of comic books. May we move on to Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing, which is another cult classic B-movie, is about a demonic, murderous turkey that terrorises a group of college kids on a holiday break. It's another one of those movies that pokes fun at itself, and that's a big part of its appeal. It's a horror comedy hybrid that puts an innovative twist on the creature feature slasher movie genre. There's a sequel, Thanks Killing 3, followed in 2012 with a budget of just over $100,000 that was raised entirely through Kickstarter. With such a massive cult following, it may be possible to say that Thanks Killing is one of those movies that are so bad that it's somehow good. Either way, it's definitely a good watch for fans of unique low-budget B-movies. So now we move on to some other horror movies that have some elements of food in them, but it's not necessarily the entirety of the film what it's based on. So we have one of my favourites, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, made in 1988. Another fantastic year. So it's one of those horror movies that are more funny than it is scary. It's about a group of evil aliens disguised as clowns that come to Earth to harvest humans for food. From the cotton candy cocoons to the popcorn guns and the campy plot and writing, it's no wonder Killer Clowns from Outer Space is such a cult phenomenon. It even comes complete with its own theme song, Killer Clowns, by punk band The Dickies. And for being a silly flick from the 80s, it's worth noting that Killer Clowns from Outer Space has some outstanding special effects and costuming. 
Killer Clowns from Outer Space sits at a whopping 76% on Rotten Tomatoes and is a must-watch every Halloween, often seeing a revival at movie theatres and drive-ins during the season. The movie was first released in 1988 and there have been talks of a sequel ever since, but with production obstacles, it's unclear whether a Killer Clowns 2 will ever become a reality. And I actually think it needs to stay where it is. It's, I'm, again... I know obviously you want to capitalize, but sometimes if there's too much of a gap, like it's now in space 35 years since the film was released, is it too far gone to do a sequel? What you could maybe do is a remaster of it, maybe if that doesn't exist. But I would be of a fan of it's in my eyes, perfect as it is in its B-movie schlock just doesn't need a sequel unless they already had a, an actual story to go with it. I feel like they didn't need to just be left alone. Then we have It, both the 1990 and 2019 remake. Stephen King's It is a horror classic and beloved by fans of the genre far and wide. Most people who watched the two-part adaptation of The Terrifying Tale in 1990 probably remember the iconic fortune cookie scene. In the scene, the Losers Club gather at a Chinese restaurant to talk about how they think Pennywise may have returned and they might have to return to Derry. When they go to end their meal with a ceremonial fortune cookie, each one is filled with something horrific. There's blood, eyeballs, roaches and other creepy creatures, making it clear that to their dismay, Pennywise is back. The scene was also recreated in the second part of the remake, It Chapter 2 in 2019. The reimagined scene is just as creepy as the original, if not worse, because of the enhanced special effects. Then we have the untold story from 1993. A family is having a nice day on the beach of Macau when the worst happens. A bag of limbs washes ashore. If that wasn't grisly enough, a local restaurant is selling some pork buns that may not taste quite like pork. And instead, like the meat of people who have gone missing. That's certainly one way to get rid of the bodies. The gruesome details of the cannibalistic true story was enough to get the untold story to unrelated sequels. I, um, when I was researching this, this was my first time coming across this film and I uh, didn't know it was based on a true story. I'm just, oh, oh God. Oh God. Anyway, now we have a little, something a little lighter to take the edge off that. We have Ice Cream Man from 1995. When Gregory is released from an asylum, all he wants to do is make kids happy with his custom made ice cream. Of course, not everybody likes ice cream. That's okay, though, since Gregory can just use their parts as flavorings for his best icy sweet treats. Clint Howard plays the dessert-loving serial killer, giving a haunting and silly performance that sets him apart from his Oscar-winning brother, Ron. Ice Cream Man is proof that maybe you shouldn't be as excited when you hear the jaunty tune coming from your local ice cream truck. Dumplings, 2004. Mrs. Lee is hell-bent on looking as young as possible. When she mentions this to a local woman, she suggests an orthodox way for Mrs. Lee to retain her beauty. Dumplings filled with aborted fetuses from a local clinic. Mmm, such a delicacy. But with eternal youth, so comes greed, and it's all downhill from there. You'll cringe every time Mrs. Lee brings another dumpling to her mouth. You may not look at this Chinese food favourite the same way again. And then just to wrap up this section, just two small mentions of other food-related horror. Microwave Massacre from 1979. So this movie, we find a husband is sick of the fancy dinners his wife makes. So he kills her and cooks her into accessible cannibalistic meals, all thanks to his trusty microwave. 
And finally, we have Dead Sushi 2012. Sushi turns deadly when a young woman starts working at a hot spring in this Japanese horror comedy. So there you have it. There is just a collection of food-related horror movies, whether it's about the food itself during the killing or people turning other people into food. I didn't want to stray too much into cannibalism, but again, just to make this filled up, filled out as an episode, I did kind of float in between. And as mentioned, I have a little section here on horror movie pun titles. Um, and that was all thanks to I had some friends over last night. And as I said, my sister-in-law, Neve came up with the idea or she's just great at puns. And so she got started, said so many of them. And she's also the brilliant thing about this is that she is not a fan of horror movies. So she actually had to Google some horror movie titles so that she can make puns out of them. So off we go. We have Fried Egg the 13th, Texas Chainslaw Massacre, Paranormal Snacktivity, Beanie Todd, Ice Cream, in lieu of Scream, The Corn Dream, Pie Day the 13th, that one was one by me. We kind of have these mixed in where there was other people kind of throwing in. Just know that the majority are Neve, and I'll mention someone's name when someone else came up with a title. Ham Stoker's Dracula from Chris. Bracula. Now that's kind of a nod for Irish people, if you know your Brack. The Walking Bread, Day of the Bread, The Exorcist, again said by Chris. This one was done by me and I'm very proud of it. Prawn of the Dead. The Hills Have Ice Cream by my other sister-in-law, Grania. The Hills Have Pies, again by Chris. The Sandwich Project. Hereditary. 28 Days Platter by David. A Quiet Place, like the fish. Some of these just kind of might have to be explained so that it works. Curry instead of carry. Supernatural by Chris. Uh, Crap Show. The Stuffing. Lake Mango. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Fries Without a Face. The Cabinet of Dr. Calamari. Salami's Lot. Phantom of the Opera, Children of the Corn Beef, Hot Dog Soldiers, Halloweener, Porkergeist, and then there was one that I came up with that I'm not sure if I should even say, it sounds controversial, Chris did not like it, but I spit roast a ham on your grave. I don't know if that one's going to take it, but uh, I still felt like as if I had to add it in. So if anyone else comes up with some horror movie pun titles to do with food, you can message us on Instagram or Facebook on Because You're Home with an underscore between each word. And you can also follow us on those social medias and you can listen to us on most podcast platforms. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, feel free to give us a rate and review. It helps us be seen by more people. But if you don't fancy doing that for one reason or another, just go tell a friend and that works out as well. So we will talk to you again. Bye.